The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, well, well. Another week has gone by, Mr. Big Data, and we are hot on the mics tonight. What is going on, buddy? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, the world is upside down, and I think we're ready for the Super Bowl. The, the world is upside down. When hedge funds are begging the local people, the locals, please stop buying stock. Please let us make our billions. Yeah, that's right. GameStop has taken over the entire world over the last week. Big data. Tell everybody what happened last week. I mean, it's all about the pump and the dump. They took our slogan, buddy. It's totally the pump and dump. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's an app called Robinhood. Uh, there's a bunch of you know new style investors uh, really eager to conquer Wall Street. Uh, they had their own Reddit group called Wall Street Bets, and they noticed, hey, lots of these hedge funds are betting against GameStop. Why don't we get together and put some pressure on these guys who are shorting the market for this stock, and we'll see what happens. And they upended the entire market. <laughs> they found holes in how Robinhood worked. They found how the hedge funds get some preferential treatment. A lot of them made a lot of money. And essentially, they turned the whole thing upside down. Weirdest thing is, this is one thing the Simpsons, I don't think they predicted it. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think the, the Simpsons predicted it at all. But man, I got to admit, I heard an analogy that I really like. So for anybody that's kind of been watching it, maybe not totally understanding it, here's really what the hedge fund guys did, all right? They basically were down with one minute left in the game and they went to the referee and said, Hey, I know we're out of timeouts. I, it looks like we're about to lose, but put another 10 minutes on the clock and we'll be okay. They changed the rules mid game. And I just love, love, love. And I know the CEO is going to hate this, but I'm sorry, CEO. I love that the retailers, the simple man went in and said, Oh yeah, watch this. I loved it. I loved it. Don't tell the CEO though. Don't tell them for sure. And you know, some serious implications for sports. Uh, the new owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen was heavily involved. Uh, I don't know how much money he specifically lost, but he, he backed, he helped out some, some of his buddies that were losing a lot of money. And then, you know, Michael Jordan's new uh, minority owners seem to be some of the main guys affected. I know the Carolina Panthers owner, the Milwaukee Bucks owners, they're big hedge funds guys. I don't I didn't see their name involved, but they could have had some some uh, ties to it as well. So, you know, in the billionaire world, which is, you know, sports owners, this is going to be the biggest topic for like the next 20 years. Oh, absolutely. And who knew that two little guys like me and you who started a podcast just only 20 episodes ago and came up with the greatest slogan, the pump and dump, would be taken to this far. I had no idea we had that kind of influence, buddy. It's happening, Maverick. It's happening. I love it. With that being said, you know who else is in a little bit of financial trouble? Or actually, he's not, but he thinks he is. It's you, Messi. What's your problem, buddy? Okay, so we found out how much you made. What's your what's your issue, man? 
So, yeah, Lionel Messi, he's suing a newspaper that put out a story. Uh, basically, they had some sources that leaked Messi's 2017 uh, contract extension with Barcelona. He got a four-year deal. And get this, with all the bonuses included, right? the deal came out to be $674 million U.S. dollars. What? Like, 674. <laughs> See, now it makes sense, Big Data, why he was so upset about it. Didn't he get in a little bit of tax problems a couple of years ago or there were some implications or there was something going on, like he wasn't paying his taxes? Is Messi Greek? Maybe Messi is Greek. <laughs> well, pretty close. He's, <laughs> he's Argentinian. But he, yeah, he ran into some tax troubles in Spain. You know, Ronaldo came into the same troubles as well. Yeah, he made a deal. His dad was kind of freewheeling with the taxes. It seems like they got it straightened out. Uh, you know, with Ronaldo, he was so mad. Basically, he left the country. Uh, Messi doesn't seem as mad. He hasn't left yet. But here's the crazy thing. So, um, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. It is the biggest sports contract you've ever heard of. Easily. Difference is with Messi and I believe with Ronaldo as well is they sell their likeness uh, to the club as well. So all pretty much all the endorsements that Messi is doing flow through Barcelona Football Club. So he's so basically he's rolling in. He's basically saying, you know what, you guys take care of everything. Pay me my salary. Pay me my endorsements. It's kind of a one-stop shop. They pay him everything. So, you know, under those kind of terms, then, you know, you could see that someone like, you know, a LeBron James or, or someone along those lines would would make money in this range. But that's a lot of money that we're talking, like, insane amount of money. So, so this happened, in, and this was back in 2017 as well. So looks like for the first two years, you know, they had – with the if all the bonuses were met, he would have made you know three hundred and thirty-seven million dollars, which is just fascinating. But in the end, he actually over the course of those you know those three years, he was hurt uh, you know a few times, so that would have cut into the bonus money um, for the COVID season uh, in twenty twenty. You know, all the players took a pay cut. And, you know, his, his contracts, you know, is kind of like 2017 March to 2021 March now coming up. So he's going to, I think he's going to redo the, or do have to do something with his contract soon. Um, so in the end, COVID and being hurt, you know, he didn't end up making that money. But the fact that he signed a deal where he could make that much money is really, and, and it was, you know, in 2017 is mind boggling. Well, it is the most popular sport in the world. He is the greatest player, arguably, in the entire world and maybe of all time. So I'm not that surprised. But here's my little suggestion to you, Messi, because I'm a problem solver. Here's the situation. You don't like taxes. Who does? Get yourself over to Greece. It's only an hour or two flight from where you are. Play for one of the local teams over there. And, buddy, you get to keep it all. I'm telling you, I'm a problem solver. The Greeks don't like to pay taxes. You don't like to pay taxes. You're mad about it. And hey, from what I understand, those Greeks, they'll take care of you, my friend. They'll take care of you. They're problem solved. You don't have to sue anybody. Just move over to Greece, play for one of those teams and make another billion dollars or whatever you're doing. Unbelievable. That's big, big money, big data. Uh, it's absolutely gigantic. And I mean, imagine 
I mean, just imagine the parallels if, like, you know, Tom Brady was making $175 million a year or something along those lines. It's just spectacular. It really is. It really is. From there, I just wanted to say a happy trails to Matt Frazier. Yes, CrossFit champion. The goat of goats, as they say, over in the CrossFit world. He has announced his retirement. He's the five-time uh, champion of the CrossFit championships. He's going to be gone. He's opening the door for everyone and anyone that's in that uh, realm to to go forward. But I had to say happy trails because in all honesty, this guy was a pretty dominating force. And we told you in this podcast, we do a little bit of everything. We just talked to you soccer. We just told you about GameStop. We told you about CrossFit. And now we hit the driving lane with big data. It's driving the lane with big data. All right, so Maverick, this week we're going to take a look at a team that doesn't get that much publicity, except on this podcast. Last uh, Recently we had a great debate. Shaq was talking some trash to Donovan Mitchell on TV after a big game. Guess what? The Utah Jazz at that time were in the midst of what would become an 11-game winning streak. Double-digit winning streaks mean you're a really good team. So let's talk about the Jazz and how they're doing so far. Sure, let's hear this. So expected record is the expected was 14 and 6. They're actually 15 and 5. So they're a game better than what the statistics tell them. Offensive rating is 116, so they're fifth in the league. Defensive rating of 109, they're sixth in the league. So overall net rating of seven and a half, they're fourth. But if you do an adjusted net rating based on their schedule, they're actually the second best team in the league. Here's where it gets a little interesting. Their pace is at per 100 possessions. uh, So they get 98 possessions a game. Uh, 25th overall. True shooting, 58%, which is really good. Sixth in the league. Uh, Percentage of shots from the three-point line. 48% of their shots come from three, which is First in the league. Uh, Offensive rebound percentage is also first in the league at 26.5% of their misses. And on defense, uh, they're last in the league in uh, forcing opponents' turnovers at 10% of possessions. And then one more that will kind of show you how they try or how they're not really controlling the game in one way is uh, free throws per field goal attempt. They're 18%. 22nd in the league. So what does that tell us? It's a lot of numbers there, Maverick. That was a lot, yeah. I was adding it all up. I don't know if I was supposed to, but I was adding it all up. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out for you. Uh, so this is a different type of team, right? So uh, basically, they don't gamble and they stay at home on defense. Uh, they play okay defense. They rebound well. Um, just a you know a pretty solid team on defense that don't take a lot of chances. And then on offense, uh, they're basically they're bombing threes and they're going to the offensive glass. Um, you know, there was a good article by Zach Lowe, ESPN, about uh, about the Jazz and how you know really unique it is for someone for a team these days to do as much offensive rebounding as they do, uh, even though they're bombing away from from three. So it's uh, it's a really really neat on the offensive side how they're doing it. So overall, you know, they're a really solid, you know, fundamentally sound team. So you can say they have a very high floor and they have like a a medium ceiling. 
Um, you know, right now they're probably just like last year, they're, you know, they're likely to get, you know, towards the second round. They, they have a chance to make the, uh, the, the conference uh, finals in the West. Uh, but I think, you know, going forward, you know, for them to beat the Lakers uh, or the Clippers uh, or the Nuggets, who they took to seven games last year, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to need to take it to the next level. Um, you know, he's, he is a star. Uh, I think if they're going to want to beat those other teams, he's going to have to play like a superstar, take it to the next level. Um, you know, he's got to go through LeBron and the Brow or Kawhi and Paul George or Jokovic and, and you know, Murray. So basically, he's he's got a good group of teammates um, that can get him there. Uh, but he's, you know, as well as he's playing, he, if he wants to make it to the next level, uh, he's going to have to become a, a superstar. Are we talking about Utah? <laughs> I, you know right. what? I, I can't believe we're talking about Utah. So I got a question for you. Utah Jazz today versus Utah Jazz of 95, 96. Carl Malone, John Stockton, who wins? Give it to me right now. Oh, easy Malone Stockton. Easily, really? You think so? I mean, you know, I know everyone knows John Stockton as a small dude. You know, has he's the career assists and steals leader in the NBA. Amazing career, like twenty years with with Carl Malone. Almost, he was a badass. I mean, he would beat people up in a way where you didn't know what was happening. You couldn't see it from TV. He was he was feared. He was an he looks, unbelievable player. He looked like a feisty dad on the driveway. You know what I mean? Like he had those short shorts. He had a little bit of hair. You know, I've, I've always said how NBA guys, like how is it that none of these guys have hair on their body? Like none of them. Even for John, like he, he had a little bit of that hair. You can kind of tell. But he looked like that dad that was intense on the on the driveway. And he was ready to rip your heart out at all times. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think you're right. I think the 95, 96. And – and Carl Malone is just a machine. Like that dude was big. That guy was lifting weights and had a beautiful touch. Like it just didn't make any sense how he would shoot the ball. And what is he, the second all-time leading scorer in NBA history? Yeah, Carl Malone was he was right by behind Kareem. Uh, him and Stockton, they played forever. Uh, now it's it's hard to judge people in the Jordan era. I think if you know the way Malone and Stockton played back then, I mean they would. Like, I mean, the whole NBA has become a, a pick-and-roll game. Uh, they were the only guys really running that level of, of pick-and-roll back then. If you dialed up the pick-and-rolls with, you know, the three-point line further back and the way they do defenses today, I mean, we're talking each guy would have, like, 35 points a game, and, and Stockton might have 20 assists a game right now. You know what? And one last word. Just one word. Ostertag. That's it. So I'm just going to leave you with that. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, with that being said, you know what I realized on this podcast over the last 20 episodes? This is what I realized. You're all about the data and I'm all about the drama. Listen, since we're an NBA, I got to bring this up. Yesterday, LeBron James in Atlanta, they let in a few fans. Hey, some fans even got courtside seats. Well, one lady did for a few minutes until LeBron and her got into a verbal altercation. She gets Knocked out of the game, gets kicked out. I'm not. There's speculation that LeBron basically told the referee, like, get her out. He's saying he didn't. I don't know if I believe it. But she's got the new. She's got the internet on fire. 
the best name the internet wins again courtside karen i love it did you see it last night big data totally did uh the one thing we didn't really see is like looks like her husband started it oh of course and you know lebron's used to this i mean he he has this back and forth with fans all the time i think it's just because there's really nobody there and he you know he did say after he thought they probably had a few too many drinks so it's probably a good idea for the nba to get them out of there uh in the end from lebron's point of view seemed like it was no big deal uh seemed like everyone else freaked out more and probably because she was she was a little risque, kind of like a college basketball coach, barely wearing her mask while she was yelling at everybody. I think they got a little scared, which college basketball coach, coaches are the worst at keeping their masks on, by the way. Wow. Uh, you know, football coaches are bad, but I mean, college basketball coaches take the cake. They can't shut up. They can't keep their face covered. And they're just yammering all the time. Listen, I'm going to say one thing about you, courtside Karen. I love you. And I'm going to tell you why you are, the, you are the best wife in the world. Your husband has to now go to his buddies. Like he, she has made it worse for all the other wives out there. Like she went toe to toe and got kicked out of an NBA game with LeBron James. Like I got to give her some credit, man. Like it's funny and it's kind of really cringy when you're seeing it at a supermarket, when somebody's yelling about some sort of situation that occurred, it's another when the, when the ladies at courtside and she's going toe to toe with LeBron James, possibly the goat of the NBA. And she's, and she's doing it all for her husband's, you know, benefit. Like it's awesome. Wife of the year, 2021 goes to courtside. Karen. I loved it. I loved it last night. I thought it was great. Take that for data. It was great. From there, we head to the real juggernaut. We hit, we, we go to the other side because this weekend, Super Bowl. 55 is being played in Tampa Bay. It's unprecedented. Why? Because, well, it's COVID. So there's going to be some fans there, as we found out over the last couple of weeks. So I'm really excited and pumped about that, that there's going to be the majority of the fans that are going to be there are going to be frontline workers. Well done. The weekend is going to perform. He's putting $7 million of his own money because he wants the production to be perfect. Really interested to see about that. And we'll talk more about that maybe at a later time. But let's talk about the matchup. It's the greatest matchup of all time. Vegas has set this up perfectly. The line, it's Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelty, the Cheetah, Andy Reid versus six-time, six-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, who's playing at home along with his band of merry men. You've got the Godwin. You've got the Evans. You got his coach, Bruce Arians. He's got, oh, that guy named Gronk that he played with for years and years up in New England. The match is set up. The line is minus three Kansas City. The money line is minus 20 for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the over-under is set at 56 and a half. It has not moved. Big data. Are you as excited as I am this coming Sunday, Super Bowl 55? Couldn't be more excited. This is a matchup for the ages. You know, if we have this matchup like the next three years in a row, like a Golden State versus Cleveland kind of situation, I'd be happy. I mean, this is exciting. I'll tell you what, though. I think the Chiefs, uh, you know, obviously they're a juggernaut offense. And, you know, Kelsey has just been completely – it's the greatest season ever for a tight end, basically – 
Uh, he's putting up number one wide receiver numbers from the tight end position. But you know what? Kind of like we said with um, the Bucks previously, that is a great linebacker uh, crew that they have. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to take Kelsey uh, out of the game. I think the Chiefs are going to have to play a different type of offense. Uh, I still think the long bomb with the cheetah is going to be there for them. Uh, I don't know that the, the Bucks have anyone that can stay with him. They'll probably always they'll have some wrinkles, especially with two weeks off uh, with, uh, you know, their crazy underhand behind the back. Who knows what kind of passes mm-hmm. they're going to do uh, this week coming up. Uh, but I do also think the Chiefs are going to have a serious issue. Uh, you know, left tackle, uh, Eric Fisher, you know, I think believe he blew his Achilles. So he's done. Uh, so they're going to have a new left tackle. And the Bucks, you know, they've got JPP. They've got Barrett. They've got a pretty decent pass rush. Uh, so I think Mahomes is going to be under a little more duress than usual. Uh, I think the uh, Bucks offense uh, will be able to score against the Chiefs. Uh, and I know you're thinking, you're thinking, well, okay, Big Data's looking like he's, he's, he's going to pick the Bucks at home. But no, I will not. What? I'm going to say. I'm sure, look like you're leaning that way. Having said all of that, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're essentially like the 1920s New York Yankees right now. I'm going to say on the road, 37-31 Chiefs. Great score. I love it. So the over is going to hit. I like that. Okay. Let me see here. Listen, man, everything you said is exactly what probably everyone across North America that watches NFL and knows anything about the NFL is saying. Everything you said is exactly it. I'm, but I have to, like, it's my nostalgia. Uh, you, you know how I am. I, I've been this guy for years. I bet with my heart. I should use my head more. But here, I, I want to give a quick little rundown. Of everything you said, the one thing you, you left out was what I think is essential in this Super Bowl is who's going to be able to create a run game? Who can, like, I'm not saying that they're going to utilize it. I'm not saying that it's going to be essential. But who can scare the other team slightly on a play action? Because as of right now, this is just simply going to be like pass, pass, pass on both sides. And and rightfully so, with all the weapons that both teams have on the wide receiver and tight end positions, it makes all the sense in the world to go that way. However, if you had to say, okay, you take your running backs and I'll take mine and let's play one-on-one and just running the ball, who would win, Big Data? Who do you like there? Because I think Tampa Bay has the slight edge there. And going back to what you said, Kansas City has lost a key component, two key components to their offensive line. Both sides of the, the line are are hurt and will not be in this game. I think that's the unspoken situation here i think that's a bigger play than anyone i mean the offensive line any coach will tell you that is huge the games are won in the trenches as they say and i think when you got your two tackles on either side not at 100 percent and one completely out that's a big thing and i'm gonna side with the the tampa bay buccaneers and their run game to be that slight call it half sharp point that I feel like I think that's why Tampa Bay might be able to pull this off man this is something that they have that they could use I don't know if they're going to but I think they could what are your thoughts on that you know I I would agree with you in a normal situation but 
we're talking about Bruce Arians here. There's no way that he's going to show up in the Super Bowl and be dedicated to the run. He's thinking long balls to Evans and Godwin. Uh, actually, did you hear is is uh, is our is our <laughs> formerly favorite receiver Antonio Brown? Is he gonna is he gonna suit up? Antonio this game? sounds like he's yet? okay. I think he is gonna suit up, but it's still they're playing it. You know, they're holding their their cards close to their chest. It's gonna be a game time decision as of last I heard. But anytime I hear that. Unless it's like the guy's patella is dislocated from his body, he's going to play in this game. And even if he doesn't, I mean, you saw that long bomb. Uh, Brady's been spreading it around to the other receivers as well. So uh, I don't think it's an issue for, for Tom. I, I just – I really think they're just going to run um, just to keep people honest. I don't think they're going to try and limit the possessions in the game the way you know other teams are trying to do uh, to the Chiefs in the past, I think they're going to be gunslingers. I think they're they're going to think to themselves, you know, that the way we got here is the way we're going to play. I, I just can't see Arians changing his stripes, uh, especially uh, you know when everything's on the line in the Super Bowl. So I, I think it's a shootout. I don't think anyone has any illusions they're going to run, and uh, I think the fans are going to be better off for it. All right, damn it, Big Data, you convinced me. All right, with that being said. <laughs> Here's my pick. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here's my slight reason why. The defense is playing good defense. They're, they're good. They're not great. They're getting. I agree with your sentiment where they have a little bit more of a pass rush. Or they have a pass rush. And I think, again, that offensive line is going to be a little bit of a problem. Brady also has weapons. This is the most amount of weapons. Like, don't get me wrong. He had the Gronk. He had the Wes Welkers. He's had the Randy Mosses in his heart. But not all at the same time. Not all like this. Not like this. Well, actually, there was one year he did, and it was productive, and it was great. But now I think he's learned his lesson. He has them all. He feels it, it finally looks like he's clicking with all these guys. They all understand their role. Everyone's healthy on the offensive side of the ball. And the biggest thing, you're talking about Tom freaking Brady. He's gone now 10 times to this game now don't get me wrong Mahomes has gone two years in a row and a couple years ago it was almost three but who stopped him Tom Brady I'm gonna go with Tom I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your points I'm gonna say 35 32 last minute field goal by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this one take the over because that's the most solid bet of all time this is gonna be epic and one last thing they're at home. Literally, they have home field, home field advantage, and there's actually crowd in the stadium. So it actually is a legit home field advantage, and you're giving my boys, and you're giving Tom plus three points. Thank you very much, Vegas. I'll take it and run to the ticket window with that one. And can you believe this is our first ever Super Bowl home dog? This is the greatest thing of all That's time. true. Never thought of it. That's a home it's a dog. Gambler's paradise. Yes. Home <laughs> dog. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait for next week. I think we're going to have a – and I listen, no matter what, we got to talk about the weekend and the Super Bowl. You know, like I said, you're the data. I'm the drama. This guy's putting $7 million of his own money to put this production together. That's like me inviting you over to my house and you coming over the day before and going – 
hey, hey, uh, Maverick, here's a couple of hundred bucks. Why don't you paint this room for me? Okay, because I, that, that's, that's not going to that's not gonna do me well with the tie I'm looking to wear at your house tomorrow. You're, uh, you're, still, salt, you're still salty about it. I'm that, very right? salty about it. I found that very rude that you would come over and offer me that kind of money. <laughs> I know my furniture is not number one. I get it. But, hey. But you know what? Kudos to you. You still did I it. I still did it. I still did it. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. From there, we head to the great debate. This is, you know what? Look, courtside Karen took over the internet, and so has the great debate. People are telling me all the time, hey, man, me and my buddy, we were talking on Zoom the other day, having a couple of drinks, and I brought up the topic that you guys had last week, and we are not friends anymore. That's how, in, you know, this is what this, this great debate can do. It can break up long-lasting friendships, and I'm proud of that. That's how it's personal. It's very very personal. personal. That's right. Well, this week we're going to stay on the Super Bowl theme. It's a simple one. Will Patrick Mahomes be able to ever catch up to Tom Brady with Super Bowl wins? Big data. That was your question. I loved it. Honors to you. I'll give it to you. So let's give the current tally to the folks. We've got Mahomes with one Super Bowl. We've got TB12 with six Super Bowls. So, He's minus five at the moment. Uh, there's going to be a big swing, obviously, on Sunday. I'm going to come out and say, no, Mahomes will not catch Tom. Here's why. First of all, you just wonder how much longer will Andy Reid coach? That's a good point. He, you know, if he gets a couple more Super Bowls in him, he might just open like a barbecue shop. In Kansas City, retire and just eat barbecue every day and make barbecue every day. Uh, You know, secondly, you know, Patrick Mahomes' monster contract is coming on the book soon. It's going to gut the depth of their team. And, you know, how is that going to play? I'm sure they're going to keep their investment in the offense, but at some point, the defense is really going to suffer. with, you know, the funds being directed towards Mahomes and the offense. And then thirdly, how long can we count on the cheetah not to mess up and get booted out of the True. league or suspended or behaved. something along those lines? He's been behaved. He's been, behaved He's been a good a while, boy. Right? He's been a good boy. But it's, it's, always, it's always circulating there. So, you know, for them to remain this dominant, they're going to have to draft really well. Uh, be really tight with all their contracts. You know, right now, I mean, the other year, they threw huge money at Sammy Watkins and they never even used the guy. Uh, I think they've, you know, they've, they've, they've got a lot of folks, you know, Eric Fisher has a huge uh, contract extension coming up too. And there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there where money is going to, is going to squeeze them. So I'm going to, uh, personally, I'm going to say, I, I, I still think Mahomes is going to get the five. But Brady could get to seven or eight. I can't believe you actually think he's going to have five. The simple answer to this, and I was going to just say like this, is no. No one's ever going to catch this. This is, this is uncharted territory. And for everything you said, like you, you, took my, uh, you took my cue where I was going to say, you know, Patrick's contract really hasn't taken full effect yet. And, you know, in a couple of years, and in the way this NFL is, it's just not going to happen. He won't have the, the arsenal around him. And you're right. Andy Reid's not going to be around forever. So the answer to the question, if this if this tally gets to seven to one, there's no way anybody's ever catching it. If it ends up, let's say, six to two, six to two by the end of this Sunday, he still won't catch it. Six Super Bowls, you guys. The guys had to go ten times to get his six. 
Like it's still an unbelievable feat. It'll never happen. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. However, I will make this question a little easier. Who's going to have, will he beat out, let's say Joe Montana? Will he be second in, in line? There is nobody better to represent that number than Patrick Mahomes right now. He he probably will get himself four or five. I, I'll give you that. But no way is he ever catching Tom. That's not just not. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I got to be real here. It's not going to happen. I hope we, I hope we don't look really dumb in like eight years from now. <laughs> Can you imagine? He like wins like eight in a row. That'd be crazy. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you can, good on you. But it ain't happening. We talking about Utah? This is uh, this is not happening, man. This is not, it's just not happening. You know, there it is. Big data, big weekend. Looking forward to it. You know what? I'm going to FaceTime you during the Super Bowl. We're going to be best friends during the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been having some internet issues lately, but we'll. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see for sure. All right. There it is. <laughs> the Full Spectrum, episode 20. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. If only we could find somebody that like go over the Super Bowl with us next week. Hmm. That would be amazing. That would be great. Would someone be... with a lot of experience. That'd be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe we can find something. Yeah, they could just glaze over everything with us and just think about it. Possibly. Cool. Possibly. All right, guys. Have a wonderful week. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be an epic Super Bowl. Have fun. Take care, everybody. Take that for data. Let out the meatloaf!